0: What you want, what you want, what you want, John Burke, here what you want, what you want, what you want, what you want, what you And we are bringing you from a galaxy far, far away, from a land of long, 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 so long, so, so long ago. Um, As we are talking Star Wars this week, everybody, one of my favorite subjects, I know Mike and Corey also, we love, the Star Wars movies. We were fortunate enough um, (laughs) to uh, get to attend, Mike and I, Corey is not fortunate enough because Corey has to live in Idaho, um, Mike and I were able to attend the Star Wars celebration in Orlando, Florida for twenty seventeen uh this past weekend um f- representing Burke reviews. We were there as media um unfortunately, we were there as media, but we did not get to cover any of the the awesome panels live we everything I saw from the panels I saw like many of you on youtube and while disappointing um especially knowing uh that you know John Williams played um in a, or well conducted an orchestra with the star Wars music that they Harrison Ford um, was there. Mark Hamill did multiple panels um, and George Lucas, the father of all of this awesomeness um, was in a room for an hour talking to a room that I was not in yet. I was in the same building makes me a little sad inside. How about you, Mike?
1: Well, you did get to see Billy D. Williams and Warwick, Warwick Davis. Davis. Warwick I mean, Davis, he, was he, four he feet ran away over from your me, toe, didn't
0: he? Almost. It was very close. What? Uh, he's riding around on a Segway. Um, and I happened to be, <laughs> yes. I was a little late getting to the panel. And so he's coming up on the elevator while I'm walking to the panel. I'm like, uh, that's Warwick Davis. There he goes. Um, so I was probably about five feet away from him. That was my closest celebrity encounter, except for the guy who Mike had signed his uh, media badge, who is a voice on Star Wars Rebels, apparently. But we did not know that when we were standing next to him. Yeah,
1: <laughs> oh. Just everybody was getting him signed. So why, why, why not me too? And he's like, oh, media. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm a fanboy still, even if, I'm, even if I didn't truly know who he was. And I had to, uh, the, one, the one podcaster, she's like, who, who was it? I said, I don't know. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> I said, I know he's from New Zealand, and he does uh, a voice, you know, he does, uh, he's a character, you know, he plays one of the characters in an animated series, and then I finally dug up the picture, and she was gracious enough, oh, and that's, I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of cool, and now I gotta watch out, because I know one part of it, Oh, of the uh, autograph mm-hmm. was kind of coming off. off, so, yeah.
0: I, I thought that would be an issue, because of the laminated badge, but um, yep. there was a lot of great stuff, even though we didn't get to go to those panels, we, we got to see several uh, podcasts live. Um, one of which is an Orlando native, uh, nerd-approved. Um, no, nerd-appropriate. I knew I was going to do that. Sorry, guys. Um, Nerd-appropriate, uh, the rated NA podcast is the, another way to find them. Um, we, we watched them live. They had some technical difficulties, which is where the Orange County Convention Center dropped the ball a few times, and this was one of them.
1: Yeah, it definitely had to have been them. Uh, I mean, certainly don't imagine celebration, you know, them dropping the ball.
0: I I wouldn't think they would be responsible for all the technical things. Um, I'm not sure. If I'm wrong, then the Celebration dropped the ball because they were told not to bring any microphones, and they didn't have microphones for the first 30 minutes of their their runtime. And luckily, uh, the podcast that was going after them, which is Film Threat, which Mm -hmm. which, uh, Mike got to see. Chris Gore. Yeah, Chris Gore. Um, They they allowed them to go a little longer uh, to make up for their lost time, but... The guys are real cool. Um, looking to do something with them now that we've we've made some native friends. But we also, um, Mike saw Film Threat, and we we saw together uh, the Rogue Squadron cast. I think was how they went, um, how they were called. And then uh, Black Nerd Girls, who kicked butt. They were awesome. Um, yeah,
1: they're really good. Great guests. I mean, um, uh, Film Threat, uh, Chris Gore. I really enjoyed as uh, Patty Hawkins. Oh, my gosh. The two other people, uh, they were all great, and their names are escaping me, but they, the Black Nerds.
0: Black Girl Nerds. Black Girl
1: Nerds. Black Mm -mm. Girl Nerds, their guest was fantastic as well.
0: Diana Williams, who is, I don't remember her official title for Lucasfilms, but essentially um, she helps keep continuity between all the different mediums (laughs) that Star Wars is (laughs) in, so video games, comic books, movies, cartoons, etc. She's one of a few people who uh, help make sure everything makes sense, and they, she she did a really great interview. I I haven't seen the podcast post yet for BGN, but I assume it will and it's one that you definitely want to look out for um Diane Diana Williams on Black Girl uh, Nerds podcast uh really great. If you're especially if you're a Star Wars nerd, definitely one you want to listen to. She's a really great interviewer. I'm hoping to reach out to her um and try to get her to uh, to talk to my class because she's connected to film. She's really big with story. That's where I feel very yeah. strong
1: sorry i had to dig up her title because it's it's cool content strategist
0: content strategist yes which makes perfect sense i don't know why i can't remember that i guess well i think because she was so flippant about it that it was like it's like that's my title because jobs have to have titles but this is what i Mm -hmm. do and that kind of was like well i guess i don't need to memorize the title i'll just memorize what you do and that's the important stuff um and literally it's the important stuff because if you're a star wars fan she's the reason everything kind of flows and Um, One of the things I thought was really cool, they have essentially like a Bible of Star Wars where they keep track of everything. And so, like, let's say a map on Battlefront uh, shows a a planet that's never been explored anywhere else. They'll have it there, how the planet's supposed to look. So if that planet's ever used in a book or in a comic book or a movie or whatever, it will match the original vision of the, the, uh, the planet. And I'm just like, wow, when you think that's just one of millions of details that have to be kept up with. Um, because there's, again, it's such a vast, you know, universe, they're in so many different mediums, um, and Star Wars nerds will care, um, if things don't work that way, so, uh, it's a, it's an important job in that world, um, and one that, she has all the answers, and she can't give us any, like, she knows what's gonna happen in episode eight, and what's gonna happen in episode nine, and she can't tell us, and, um, of course, people asked, but she, <laughs> she didn't tell us, <clears throat> um, mm. but... Uh, I really enjoyed meeting those other podcasts and getting to see them live, and it's something I think uh, we want to try to do at future conventions is uh, a live version of Top 5. Maybe Corey can be there, but if not, we definitely, we're we're expanding on our website. We've gotten a couple of extra writers um, and some other things that are going to be coming up in the future with the website where we'll have the ability to uh, rotate out, like if one of us is sick or something like that, it won't necessarily be uh, detrimental to the show um, Mike, what what else did you appreciate at the Star Wars celebration?
1: Well, actually, I wanted to dig up because I, I, I wanted to give them credit. Uh, Carly Baker was one of the other people who does voiceover work. Um, and they were
0: on the Film and, Threat podcast. Yes,
1: right? on Film Threat. And Charles D- – and I'm going to butcher his name and I apologize. Charles D. Loz- Lozirica. He's a, he's a producer. Um, it was really cool um, just to see all of them on the Film Threat podcast. I actually – Getting back to I, I loved all the cosplay. I loved just the whole experience. But this is the first time I had been to any sort of panel or anything. I mean, mm-hmm. even just being able to see. We didn't stay for the full th- triple feature of um, Empire, Empire, Return. Empire, Rebel, uh, Re- Return of the Jedi, and um, The Force. Force Awakens. But mm-hmm. uh, it, what, I, I know people did. And lo- looking back now, because it was nerd appropriate that mentioned smugglers revenge
0: Mm, yes
1: uh because i didn't realize and because i was listening to some of that on the way home oh that yeah yeah i'm like oh it it dropped they dropped their their episode and they were gonna have some other people that were on rebels so i might have seen some of the people you know maybe even the person that signed my my laminate oh yeah and so i'm like oh because you even said it because we got bands for both they only That's the other thing. It's tough to narrow it down, but I really enjoyed actually getting beyond the expo floor because that's cool, and I I don't mind getting merchandise. And actually, uh, uh, on the same note, and this might be the celebration or Orange County, I mean, 180 minutes to to wait to get just into the store, that was kind of rough, which we didn't do. I actually had some coworkers on (laughs) Friday that I didn't even see. They said they saw me because i was just snapping pictures and i must have been in and out you know i was i was all over the i haven't even uploaded them my day three pictures yet i need to get those yeah the um but lines are the thing um and then not fully understanding how to get the bands but now because people get there i mean i didn't realize that distribution started so early and mm-hmm. once they once they're gone they're gone and that's yeah. i mean i'm not saying that i'm not hardcore mm-hmm. devoted um yeah. But it was. Uh, I wish we could have gotten. into, I mean, you got the bill the Billy D. Williams, yep. Warwick Davis one. Well, I got that band too, uh, wristband. Yeah, you. This to... knowing, knowing um, those little nuances. Yeah. But even even with that, I still had a, a po- just a positive experience. Now, as much as we wanted to go that last day, I think it's a good thing we didn't, because I'm still kind of worn out.
0: Yeah, I agree. We didn't go Sunday. It was a four-day event. It started on Thursday. We went Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, we we didn't stay as late as... Like, the official exhibit floor closed at 7, but there were panels going late into the night each night. But we had to leave at 5 o'clock on Thursday because we had a critic screening of Free Fire, um, the A24 film that's officially out on the 21st. Um, and then on Friday, I had uh, already purchased tickets months ago um, for my daughter's birthday, the Panic! at the Disco concert, which um I had to take her to that, so we had a bail early on Friday as well so that I could take my daughter, my wife and two of her friends to oh, this concert. Well
1: I know the number, but huh. how many views are you up to because I saw it a La-
0: last I saw it was like sixty five thousand yeah 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 so what? I had a panic at the disco like mini video that not only went uh, it's not viral but it's Instagram uh popular at least a little bit uh sixty five thousand views and um, a a fight of fandoms of bts which is a k-pop group uh, arguing with uh, panic of the disco fans over who did this thing first with these paper hearts and it was kind of funny because i had nothing to do with the argument but it happened on my video um but that was friday and then saturday uh we did stay a little later we we went to the empire screening which is what mike was referring to um because empire is one of my favorites and i know i think mike's on the same page It's one of his favorites mm-hmm. and from what i heard it was a lot of people's favorite of the star wars movies um, and uh, Saturday, we that's when we met BGN and um, the Rogue Squadcast, but we didn't get to do a whole lot of other panels, primarily um, because of the wristband thing Mike talked about, which you had to wait in line to get a wristband, and people camped out each night. In fact, they started camping out Wednesday night to get to the 40th anniversary. Now, the coolest thing that happened, though, with the connection to the 40th anniversary panel, which is where George Lucas, Harrison Ford, everybody came out. They also did a uh, tribute to Carrie Fisher, which is all of this is on YouTube. You can see all of it even if you weren't able to go. Um, which is where I had to watch it because I wasn't able to get into the panel. But um, then John Williams shows up. So they end the Carrie Fisher, Fisher um, memorial. Curtain drops, and John Williams is standing there with a the full orchestra, and is like the crowd goes crazy, and he has to like shush the crowd. And mm-hmm. they perform... the They start with the Princess Leia theme because that was the appropriate transition, and then they play some of the other Star Wars songs. So we hear about this. Mike and I are walking through the floor. We hear people like, oh, John Williams was there. And we're like, oh, my God, I can't believe we were not in it but we're here like that's that's a horrible feeling. So about an hour after the panel, Mike and I are standing at the on the exhibit floor and my phone rings and I don't talk on the phone. That's not my thing. And generally speaking if my phone's ringing, I don't answer it. But I look down and it's uh, a coworker, uh, another teacher who never calls me like we're friends but we're not that kind of friends. You know, we're friends at work. We talk, we have a uh, mutual interest and so w- there's definitely a musical res- respect cuz I have a background as a musician. She is far superior to anything i've ever done my. you i'm a casual bass player learned to play by ear she is a professional uh, violinist who has played for dozens of famous artists whenever they come to florida and she's toured with some as well um and i see it's her and i'm like why would she call me and then my brain's like john williams john williams so i answer and i'm like hello and she's like you're never gonna believe this i'm like you just freaking played with john williams didn't you and she's like, Yes! I'm like, oh my god, I am so jealous and yet so proud. That is such an awesome achievement. Um so yeah, my friend and coworker was on stage at the Star Wars celebration with John Williams as he conducted her and she played the Star Wars songs amongst other uh, talented or you know, orchestra musicians. But uh really cool that Lake Wells we were representing hard Um, uh, with this 40th celebration because we were both there, um, working. I was there as media and she was there as a musician playing for John Williams of all people. Um, to be fair though, this is her second time playing for John Williams because he came for the, uh, Harry Potter land opening and, um, he orchestrated that and she played for that as well. So and she there got to meet all of the Harry Potter cast and she met all of the Star Wars people this time. So very jealous. And I really think I dropped the ball by picking uh, rock music instead of classical. So (laughs) um, but that was our Star Wars celebration weekend. Um, We had a pretty great time. Uh, It was stressful. There were some rude security guards on Saturday morning that uh, Mike and I were not not thrilled with. But we took an extra tote bag to get back at them.
1: Um. Whoa. Well, he... Oh, I wanted names. I wanted names, but he conveniently had his name tag yeah. flipped over.
0: Sanchez doesn't and play around. At that around. point,
1: I, I was not. Ha- he was just. Uh, yes, I, he he is security, but he was pretty condescending. And then on top of that, to add the icing to that bitter, uh I don't even. It's not wasn't cake. I'll say, like uh, haggis like <laughs> treat. Um we ended up getting shuffled out
0: yeah we almost had to go back through we, security again oh
1: uh, yeah through through the through the wands and everything and i'm like all right well the, the only thing cuz we were debating back and forth what are we going to do how are we going to we to wait back in line? and um i just happened to glance and see a guy that went that way and thankfully oh uh, orange orange county
0: i assume so the orange
1: county police uh, it was a sheriff it was sheriff not not oh, okay orange, yep. uh orange county convention center security it was actually a uh, true blue well, green because yeah they, I mean, they um kind of explained the situation showed him the bands because obviously we cannot get to the bands until we get blue through security. security and um i think not having been belligerent about it we looked out he looked he looked us over and he's like okay go ahead yeah and so that that i still wanted names but
0: it probably helped uh, at that, that point i'm like Um, Saturday we went light Uh, Thursday and Friday we brought camera bags and we had both of us had SLR cameras taking pictures Uh, Saturday we were figuring it was gonna be so crowded that we would just use our phones to take pictures Um, and I think that helped we didn't have any like suspicious bags on us or anything that we could have you know been up to no good so I think that helped our cause to get in but it it was it was a stressful little uh, entry point in the morning Um, but it, it ended up getting better throughout the day again I was I'm very grateful to have met BGN uh, one last thing, if you are into tabletop games, Star Wars Destiny yep. is a lot of fun. Um, it is a card dice game. It is uh, kind of like Magic, but not quite. Um, it requires some some dice rolls. It's it's crazy fun once you get past the steep learning curve, um, but it is almost impossible to buy. And so if you would like to gift one to Mike and I, um, I will have a P.O. box on the website in the near future, and you are welcome to... To get us a, a several or one, I don't care. I'm not greedy nor uh, you know stingy. But Star Wars Destiny. If you have one, you want to send it. You're like, I hate this game. This guy seems like he likes it. Send it to us, and we will be forever grateful. Um, we will read your name on the podcast and everything. So just you know, keep an eye out for that P.O. box. Just wishful thinking. Um, and Corey, how, what was your favorite part of Star Wars Celebration?
2: That I wasn't there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jerks. <laughs> um... <laughs>
2: Actually, I do want to take a moment to say this. I watched the trailer for the new movie. Oh God, and... we haven't
0: mentioned the trailer.
2: <laughs> oh, was I not supposed to say that yet? Oh no, you totally um, should. Have. I'm
0: saying I cannot believe that didn't come out of my mouth earlier. Um,
2: well, I watched that, and I'm excited. Oh yeah. I I loved The Force Awakens. I know that that is kind of you know divisive. I don't care. I love it. Not a fan of that last one, Rogue One. Whatever. And I watched the Carrie Fisher tribute and ah. teared up.
0: Oh, yeah. I couldn't even watch man. it. Uh, if I had been in the audience, I would have been bawling. Like, I had to skip forward. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't. Um,
2: I I am glad. that. I mean, obviously, they loved her, and she's so in that whole culture. But I'm glad that they took the time to do that. I really enjoyed it. And I always love hearing what people that have worked so closely with these people that we kind of idolize have to say about them. Mm-hmm. So, i i just love that um and she is feisty and all those things so i loved that um and i just wish i could have been in the same building as han
0: yeah i I mean there are so many great things mike mentioned the cosplay there's a group the 501st legion that uh they do tons of cosplay they do a lot of charity work they you know there was a a moment where they had all met on saturday in the lobby and there were just like i don't know it had to be at least 100 stormtroopers of various kinds and there were uh you know royal guards and shore troopers and this, i mean scouts just everything you can imagine there's pictures on, on our instagram mine's at Burke reviews and mike is at server monkey um, if you want to see some of the stuff that we saw uh there and if you want to watch my panic of the disco video and make those numbers rise but um
2: i'm just gonna watch it on loop it's all, um, it's... i, <laughs> I want to say this too that i enjoyed seeing all of your photos and i especially loved the Muppets uh, Mash.
0: Which, to up. give them a shout out, that's um, MuppetTroopers.com, I think. Or at least they have a yep. Facebook group.
1: Their are Facebook, yeah.
0: Uh, um, so they're really cool. If you're a fan of the Muppets, which I am, my wife loves Miss Piggy, so I'm kind of, I have no choice but to love them. But seriously, I've been a fan of the Muppets since I was a little kid. I used to have uh, VHS recordings of all the old TV show, and I would watch them all the time with my grandma. And so seeing the Muppet Troopers was awesome. They're really well-made costumes. Uh, there was Gonzo Vader, which was cool, and um, yes. several Stormtroopers. But, uh, if yeah, if you're into Star Wars uh, cosplay stuff, there's a lot of that. We did see a lot of Harley Quinn-inspired uh, Star Wars costumes, um, which I don't know how I feel about that. Um, like, I like the hybrid costumes. Like, I, I like the mashups, but, like, I, I don't know. I guess it's just Harley Quinn is kind of getting played out um, mm-hmm. since Suicide Squad, and that stinks because I love Harley Quinn as a character. But man, it's just like she's everywhere now. And there, there was one cool one though that had um, Vader's little. Wait, what did it say? Oh. Little girl, whatever, whatever that says mm. on the jacket instead of uh, Joker's, it was Vader's, and it, it was like a custom red and black jacket. It looked really cool, but um, just like, yeah, come on, guys, let's not let's not bring the Harley Quinn because you can't not be that. You know, try something different. But that said, uh, we haven't even, we haven't mentioned our topic for the weekend it is <laughs> star wars themed and i did that on purpose but um we are doing our favorite top five star wars moments and we do mean specifically from the film not like our like times that we've enjoyed star wars but moments that we like from the movies and it can be from all seven yes i am acknowledge- oh, i'm sorry all eight and it can um i am acknowledging the prequels which i often try to pretend although i have to say i heard some very positive thoughts at the um at the panels and things too. Uh, let everyone um oh I forgot a podcast. What podcast did we see that was talking about that? Um with the two guys was and the girl.
1: The, uh, two guys and a girl?
0: Yeah, it was two guys and a girl. Remember um the guy was wearing a Darth Maul dress.
1: Um Rogue Rogue Squadcast?
0: Well then who were the kids?
1: Those are the Rogue Squadcast. Okay, um, that's what I thought. Um I'm sorry, I'm in the process of Oh, the uh, of I thing. remember.
0: It's um full of Sith. Full of Sith podcast. Full of Sith. Um, I forgot about them. They were great too. I, I can't believe I forgot about them. Um, they're a Star Wars specific podcast, and um, they're they're uh, they made a good point. It's like you know, let let everyone love whatever part of the, the nerdum they want to within Star Wars because it's all Star Wars. Even if there are cringy moments in the prequels for sure, um, and some people hate Jar Jar, but little kids who that was their first encounter with Star Wars. He was great. I have I have students who were like, "Why does everyone hate Jar Jar?" I'm like, oh, I can tell you why I hate Jar Jar, but I, um, I, I get what he was saying, and I I agree. I, I you know we we often get hung up on what we like, and everyone else is wrong. And it was a it was you know I've been trying to be a little better, especially with. Uh, the worst news to me in the world, which is fate of the furious has the opening weekend worldwide record for money. Um, I understand people love those movies. I, they don't work for me. Um, I feel like the acting is very poor. The writing is definitely poor. And I understand that you're not there for the plot. You're not there for, you know, uh, you are there for the comedy though. And I don't find what their jokes to land well, but you know, I can see the explosion stuff being fascinating and whatnot, but I, I don't feel like it deserves that record. Um, Hopefully Episode eight will come out and and take it back uh, for the Star Wars community because at least there's substance in the Star Wars films. Even if it is, you know, sometimes fluffy or redundant. Yes, I know Force Awakens is essentially A New Hope. Um, But it's still, it's fun, there's action, and there's characters that have, like, you know, well, character. So, yeah, but nonetheless... I digress. We need to get into our top five. We're going to be talking about our top five Star Wars moments in honor of the 40th anniversary of Star Wars, as well as the p- recent weekend of Star Wars Celebration. Um, we are, of course, going to have to give you a heads up, Corey.
2: We are probably going to spoil some stories for you. We're going to be pulling from all the Star Wars films, so you can check out our list at before we before you listen, or you can just full steam ahead.
0: And I'm looking, I don't think any of mine will spoil by reading them. However, that could happen, I'm not sure what these guys' moments are, depending on how they word what the moment is, could be a spoiler, Um, but if you haven't seen all seven, or I'm sorry, eight, counting Rogue One, of the Star Wars films to date, you should, Um, you definitely should, I think you should give them a chance. You may not like them, and I'm aware of that, and I'm okay with that.
2: I'm also going to go so far as to say that maybe one day you don't feel like adulting and you want to call into work. Or maybe you want to miss school and you can just have a Star Wars marathon. You might need two days.
0: Of course, if you are a student of mine, you will have been properly schooled. I didn't say in the, that. I'm, okay. just saying, I'm saying you will be properly schooled in these Star Wars ways. As last year before Force Awakens came out, we spent uh, a good three months watching all six of the Star Wars uh, films a- at the time. Because uh, Force Awakens had not come out yet. And um, then they made a lightsaber video, uh, and they had to learn how to do the rotoscoping on Adobe After Effects. So, you know, if you really like Star Wars, you like film, I might be the high school teacher for you. So, with that said, I think it's my turn to go first, which is a coincidence. Um, Are you guys ready to get into our list?
1: Yes. Yes. Ready to go. Yep.
0: All right. Well, my number five, uh, top five Star Wars moments, is one of my favorite character's introductions. I love Yoda. And is there a better moment in Star Wars history? Well, I guess there's four for me. But aside from those four, um, when we meet Yoda for the first time on Dagobah, um, I love everything about the scene. Uh, his, his, one, him not even saying he's Yoda right away, you know, him acting like a little goofball, going through Luke's stuff, biting Luke's food, and Luke being utterly agitated at this annoying little character who's just shown up at his camp, um, His him hitting R2 with his with his staff or his walking stick, cane, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then the final reveal, and then when he gets real serious, once he's done with the charade of him being this goofy little guy, it's, it's so amazing to me. I love Yoda so much, but his opening sequence is one of my favorite in Star Wars history. I love when he shows up. That is my number five.
2: Um, so, am that's my number five, too. Um. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that, doesn't Luke refer to him as Little Fella? And to move along
1: Yeah I think he does
2: He calls him something super <laughs> condescending And I'm just like you have no idea And um
1: He must be a security guard at Orange County Convention Oh
2: no <laughs> um, Okay so yeah that's my number 5
0: also Awesome that's that's pretty funny I was wondering if we were going to have any overlap And we start off with some overlap I, um, I Well I gotta we
1: say No that's not my number 5 okay. I was, uh,
0: That would have been really you funny You
1: should have just went with it <laughs> nope. No, I like my number five.
0: Oh, I think your mic's going out, Mike. Um,
1: I like my number five. There you are. There, here we go. I don't know what's going on. There we go. We got me. Yeah, you're there. All right. Hey, I'm recreating the um, 30 minutes of third uh, no mic- approved.
0: No microphones. Um, all right, so, Mike, then if your number five isn't Yoda's uh, arrival into the Star Wars universe, what is?
1: All right, well, my number five, and I'm going to say it, but then I'm going to have you see if maybe you can figure out why, because I do have very specific reasons. When R5-D4 has the bad motivator. Okay, at the beginning of a new hope. Mm Okay, beginning of a new hope. All right, so here's the thing. Uh, Actually, I'll be honest. I really disliked my R5-D4 action figure, because I think they didn't have R2-D2, so I settled. (laughs) And, um, well, you know, that wasn't the astromech droid and... That's the other part, because I know it comes up in discussions that Luke calls him an R2 unit, and it's not. He's an R5 unit. You know, he's even upgraded. But there are so many different things, I think, in the Star Wars saga that have kind of, and I hate using the term because it has that Ashton Kutcher way back when reference, but a butterfly effect feeling to them. If R2-D2 and C-3PO had not continued to stay together, Luke could not have teamed up with Ben Kenobi, eventually moving on to, you know, fulfill Mm. his destiny and, you know, the rest. Now, there is an additional reason, and this one's I I heard about it years before because I'd looked back and I remember this. Any of you familiar with Skippy the Jedi droid? No. No. Peter Peter David in Star Wars Tales number one, R5 was Skippy the Jedi droid, was actually Force-sensitive, was able to use the Force to a minimal extent. Really? For example, there was a drink that it was about to fall and he used the force to right and straighten it back up now being for sensitive it gave art r5 according to the skippy the jedi droid tale which i'm totally going with because it's so cool <laughs> he was able to foresee what would happen if r2 didn't end up on the Lars farm with luke he would know that he would be captured melted down and the were you know the empire would there would be no rebellion because the death star would just dis- have destroyed them so Interesting. Without R five D four's sacrifice, because he made himself blow the motivator oh. R two and C three P O, so he gave it up, you know, for the greater good.
0: Interesting. Oh, uh, it's an interesting tale. It, it is. It's a major catalyst in the film, though, because if that if he doesn't um, go faulty, then they have him. They like you said, none of the events from the movies happen. So a must uh, keeping R two on the path to uh, finding Ben and being with Luke at the same time um, definitely faded. And uh, even more so, I love the Jawas. I I love all of that scene with the Jawas. So uh, another good reason for that scene to be on your list. Um, Which, I don't know if Corey and I mentioned, uh, ours was both from Empire Strikes Back, if that wasn't said out loud. And this is from A New Hope. Um, Very nice. Number five. I like it. Um, All right. Number four, for me, um, is also from A New Hope. But it's the first time we really get to see the Force uh, from the the Jedi perspective. And it's, these aren't the droids you're looking for. Uh, The Jedi mind trick has been one of my favorite things since I first saw Star Wars. I don't know how many times I've made the hand gesture, and I've attempted to get people to do what I want um, in a, you know, like getting out of trouble kind of thing. Like, you don't need my homework. And things like that uh, never have worked, mind you, but it's one of my favorite moments. It's also one of the most iconic moments, I think, in the film, um, in the film series. And um, Alec Guinness, as Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, saying it, and, of course, there was a funny set of memes um, that came out early in the meme culture where it was a, a stormtrooper looking very sad with a drink. And is like, those were the droids I'm looking for. And I, I've always loved that as well. So those two things combined, um, it's one of my favorite moments in the movies. And it's it's really where we get to see, like, oh, okay, there's something to, there's something afoot here. Because we, we haven't seen Vader um, use a little bit of the Force, I think, at that point uh, already. So this is our first Jedi side. So these aren't the droids you're looking for.
1: It's- if only the empire wasn't so adamant about having humans be um you know part of you know the empire staff because if there was a toy darian stormtrooper mm. you know they wouldn't have been fooled
0: interesting point mike's yeah. showing his nerd um all over the podcast um <laughs> uh- <gasps> You have anything to add, Corey? No. All right. Well, then, well, let's hear your number four. What you got?
2: I feel like my list isn't as good as you guys's, but um, so before I went to see The Force Awakens, I was a little offended that they were trying to introduce a new droid because oh. I love R2 and C-3PO. Yep. And I was just, you know, but BB-8 stole my little heart and I'm so glad that we have BB-8. So, It is the scene where Rey is asking where the Rebel base is located, and BB-8 doesn't want to tell her. And um, Finn is trying to, you know, coax him into it because they don't know that he's not part of the Rebel Alliance. (sighs) And there's a little bit of... (laughs) um, Oh, my
0: gosh. The resistance, actually. (laughs) Oh, sorry,
2: sorry, sorry, sorry! It's okay, Um,
0: it's okay. okay. And
2: he... um, Now I'm all confused. And Rey gives him... A thumbs up, and BB-8 gives a thumbs up too. After they look back and forth for a minute, yeah,
0: the BB-8 thumbs up is one of my favorite moments in Force Awakens as well. um Not on my list, I did, but I do like. I didn't really
2: Oh, I didn't realize that some people think that he's flipping him off.
0: Yeah. Uh, what if
1: he was? He maybe he was. Pretty he's, snarky, like R2 he's is. a little sassy. It could be a thing.
0: It, it definitely could be. I I don't think that's what they were going for because he then complies. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I, then now I'm not sure. Does he, does he give the resistance coordinates or does Han just know? No, I,
2: he gives them. Okay.
0: So then, yeah, he complies. So I feel like it's more likely he's returning the, uh, the gesture. Um, and so it could be flicking off. Cause again, he is, he's definitely got a little bit of attitude with him, but it not, it doesn't seem to be quite as much as R2. Um, but fantastic. I, I love, uh, I love BB-8 in the movie. He, de- I have the same fear, Corey, cause I am a huge R2 fan for sure. And I was worried that BB would just be like a knockoff. Plus, he looked like a soccer ball. Not a big fan of soccer. Um, I know, Mike. What? I'm sorry. Uh,
2: he's yeah. so charming, and I just love him so much.
0: He's great, though. So, yeah, I actually, I really, uh, Mike got the toy, the remote control, and I, I really wish I'd bought one Ooh. of the remote control BBs. Yeah, yep. yep.
1: Right. We have them, but we try to. He's kind of still brand new, but we've used them here and there and there in the house. But I was about, you were about to make me go into a whole IT crowd. Did you see that ludicrous display last night when you're talking about soccer? <laughs> I Can't believe you.
0: Oh man. Yeah. I, I'm that's just you know, I, I like <laughs> I, I actually at this point I don't like any sports, so except for Quidditch. Okay. Um, Mike, what is your well, number four? Um,
1: <laughs> before I go to my number four, the other part is too is and again, yes I know that there are the fans. Uh, my hope was that BBA did not become a this generation's Jar Jar oh yeah and he didn't oh because that was that was a fear i feel like that was the fandom when when they saw destroyed but then he won you know everybody's hearts over mm-hmm. so well
0: ray helped because ray's uh you know compassion for him is is very strong too like she has a chance to sell him to simon Pegg, mind you um, 60
1: portions
0: and uh yeah that that guy simon Pegg, if you if the listeners don't know that but um you know, she doesn't, and so right away, like, if you're liking Ray, it's hard to not love BB, too, because she's, she's giving up her, you know, that would have set her up for weeks, and she doesn't, because she's trying to take care of him, which, I love that the droids in, in the Star Wars movies have personalities, and they're not just these, like, slave robots that, you know, they don't, they don't care what happens to them, like, they're always kind of concerned, although... You know, there well, is there some. There is a theory.
1: That theory that, that, that is, that, like, they're cast.
0: Like a cast system? hmm.
1: And that droids fall in, like, you said, well, they are not human. Well,
0: but... well, they're definitely not treated as well as, oh, as humans. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, like at least with BB, like, he, they care about it. Even, like, with Poe, the way BB, like, is concerned for Poe at the beginning of the film, like, there's definitely some emotion there. And R2 always, you know. <sighs> yeah, so. Let's go to your number four, Mike. What you got?
1: All right. I wish I could um, vocalize the theme, but you can imagine it, especially if you're a fan. uh, Again, and there are parts. uh, Mine's from the prequels. uh, And it's tough because mine, you know, I grew up with the originals. And so we had a lot of expectation of Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Um, but I feel this is one of the shining moments of the prequel trilogy. The reveal of Darth Maul. Or not the reveal, but Duel of the Fates. When, yeah. they, when they come in with that, and you know, Qui-Gon and Ken- oh, Ben, or Obi-Wan, are set to duel. Um, because the initial reveal was very understated, seeing a, a Darth Maul as a hologram background and a communication, and then in the balcony conversation with Darth Sidious. So it wasn't but then once you see that duel cuz he had that little skirmish on Tatooine but the actual duel on Naboo um mm-hmm. you know dueling both and then seeing because it looked weird that hilt was like is, what, what is he overcompensating you know because <laughs> it, was, it was enormous and then we're like then you see it's a double bladed it was a nice little nod and i forget the uh, my nerd my, my nerd files have been flushed out um the old republic, I want to say Jedi, but with a double bladed, yeah, uh, saber. Um, so you know, seeing them go through the innards of Naboo, the, the palace, and seeing all the different, it's like wow, this is enormous. It's like a TARDIS, it's bigger on the inside, and just it, it went so quickly. Um, yes, I know that Darth Maul eventually got an extended, divisive appearance in the Clone Wars and the mm-hmm. Rebel series. Which I have to admit, I have not gotten into any of Rebels hardly, and I know it's come, wrapping up or finished already. I can't remember. Uh, season four oh. is the last
0: season, and that's they yeah. just announced that this past Saturday at the uh, event. So,
1: yep, yep. So uh, that's something I need to get into at least to see because I know there's another final fate of Darth Maul, and I, I've actually seen the images and seen what happened, and I know there's people that are upset and some people that really loved it, but. Seeing that duel of the fates, that was my number four. That's
0: awesome. Um, I actually had that on my honorable mentions. I love Darth Maul, he's probably my favorite character that came out of the prequels. Um, not counting the Clone Wars animated stuff, which I have only watched a few episodes of the Clone Wars animated. It's something I want to do. I did just buy uh season one of Rebels, um, so that should be in maybe in my mailbox. And I I plan on watching Rebels. Um, Clone Wars feels daunting now because I don't know how I think there's five or six seasons. And I think they are longer oh, wow. seasons. I think there's like 22 episodes a season. Um, and so that it, it feels like, wow, that will take me a long time. And I'm still trying to get caught up on so many movies. Um, I don't know that I'll get to that one. But Rebels, four seasons, I feel like I can probably get caught up pretty quickly. Um, I think the first season is really short, too, because it was all Disney XD, where Clone Wars was, I think, all Cartoon Network. Um, but I am familiar with a lot of the characters because of a game I play on my iPad, Star Wars Galaxy. Uh, galaxy of heroes which i have been playing for almost two years um one of my favorite mobile games ever and uh uh, that actually makes me want to watch both rebels and clone wars because there's a bunch of characters from those that i don't know other than on my game but um i think that's a great number four because darth maul that fight scene is amazing um ewan mcgregor uh seeing the fate of qui-gon jinn obi-wan kenobi Uh as ewan mcgregor as obi-wan kenobi is great um and man ray park who is not the voice actor for darth maul but he does all of the action stunts is awesome as darth maul um really gets use out of that double-bladed saber
1: yeah see and, and it's funny because it, at the podcast they mentioned you know if we did get sabers i know i would probably decapitate myself or seriously maim myself in some way so it takes some skill
0: um,
2: lose hands, huh? <laughs> just lose an appendage, you know. Yeah, okay. It could be like green room. <laughs> just lose hands there. Uh, apparently, I said, uh, easy. I heard,
1: I heard jazz hands. <laughs> and I'm
2: like, oh, we, we can do boys? jazz hands too. I
0: thought she said blues hands, and I thought it was some like really blues. sad oh. version of jazz hands. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like Instead of like up and happy, it's just like hanging now down low and B- shaking. King
1: calluses or <laughs> yeah. uh, what's
0: I've got sad hands. Um, all
1: right. I'm feeling solo. So
0: so. Oh, speaking of solo. So my number three.
2: Oh, nice.
0: Um, I I'm good at these. Uh, is not Han Solo himself, but the Millennium Falcon's return in Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Um, could we have a better moment? It, it, there's chaos going on. Uh, Finn and Rey <laughs> are trying to get away. We just had a funny joke where Finn kept trying to hold Rey's hand, and she was like, "Stop! I can run without you holding my hand." Um, and then uh, they're looking for a ship. And he goes, what about that one? And we don't That's see it.
1: garbage.
0: And that one's garbage. And then when the the ship they're going to explodes. They have no choice. And we turn to see the Millennium Falcon. Everybody cheered at my screening, which Mike was at with me. Um, the the crowd erupts because it's the Falcon. We're, it's back. Uh, we're excited. I love how J.J. chose to bring it back into the movie. Um, it was very organic. It, it was kind of a surprise, and even hearing that Simon Peck's character has it, I want that backstory. I want to know how he got it. Like, how did he end up with the Falcon as his ship, um, and why is it on Jakku with with Rey? You know, uh, those are questions I need answers to. But I love when it returned. It was a great moment watching the movie. Um, Force Awakens was full of um, Star Wars nerd fanfare, where it was it was there to make us excited for the franchise again after. Again, the the um, mixed feelings about the the prequels, um, and so this moment was one of those that just really stood out to me, and I, I was so pumped. There's tons of them in the film, um, but some were ruined with the trailer. Like Chewie, we're home was taken from us by yeah. the trailer, and so while I love that scene, it doesn't have the impact while watching the movie that it would have had they not already shown me it. So this, the Falcon was not. We knew it was in the movie. But we didn't know when or how it would come to be. And so this moment when it happened, I was so stoked and I was I, – I cheered. Um, and so it's it's my number three.
1: Yeah. It was... <laughs> See, I mean, it's – as legendary as it is, it's funny because it is kind of a hunk of junk. Even they say it at the Bucket of Bolts. And... It's an
0: ongoing <laughs> joke.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it, when needed that she comes through.
0: She does. you have anything to add, Cor? No,
2: that's a great one. huh. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. See, I'd like to point out, right now I'm I'm pretty diverse. I've got Empire, New Hope, and Force Awakens on my list. So who knows what's coming next? Um, Corey, what is your number three?
2: My number three is from A New Hope, when R2 plays the projection of Princess Leia. Oh. That recording of her, I love it visually. And she says, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you are our only hope. So I love that.
1: Years ago, you served my father.
0: Yeah, so I was about to ask: Are we talking about the first time when Luke sees it, or when they're with Ben and they play the whole message with Ben? Okay, the whole message. Sorry, this is where Mike Mike's yes. about to quote the whole thing. Um,
2: <laughs> I I I didn't even go there. I knew I would probably mess it up, but
0: oh, I was so afraid of screwing up a line. Like I went like digging for like the exact quotes before I I even tried because I didn't want to upset anybody. Like these aren't the droids you're looking it hate for. Mail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like if if anyone has the uh, the famous Vader line, I hope you've done your research, um, or we will get hated on. Uh, But I I love that scene. Um, It's it's really hard to talk about that scene because I know Carrie's gone, and it does make me really really sad. Um, And I know she lived a great life, and you know um, it's just 2016 was tough. That was such a tough loss at the end of the year, and uh, you know just I, I have yeah
2: 2016 sucked. Um, as far as that goes, and I still haven't been able to put away, I have the, I have a Christmas ornament Mm -hmm. of her, like, recording it. She's, like,
0: kneeled
2: down and, like, recording, you know, with R2, and I just can't put it away.
0: That's a great moment for sure, so totally, um, totally agree, uh, that that one should be on the list. It's not on mine, but I agree that it's a good place. Yeah. Um, Mike, if you don't have anything to add, of course, uh, what's your number three?
1: All right, so another work from the star wars franchise that seems to be divisive is um rogue one and for me uh, my top my number three is the final fate of the rogue one team um all of us old timers were originally introduced to episode four i don't know that any of us truly understood the kinds of sacrifices that had to be made in order to get those plans for the death star we are told you know uh that they, okay, we have them, and uh, we see Leia handing them off to our two. But you know that's a big deal. But we don't see the back end, and I, I, until Rogue One was released, I was really curious at all. And then we see because it was such a different film, mm-hmm. and uh, we've had, we've talked that and we've had the discussion. It, it's a war film, and there really was only one way this was going to end, and it wasn't as as much as they throw around hope. The ending. What you know very kind of leaves you with out hope until you realize well that they did it for the greater good. Kind of, um, you know, there's a lot more of an investment in what seems originally seeing in a new hope to be something very minimal. Yes, it's a big deal. It's a Death Star plan, but it didn't seem as much. You know, okay, well, we got the plans. There's the weakness, and now and, and now we also know well why is the weakness there. We get a whole lot. Uh, through that whole film, and it's tough to watch. I've, I just re-rented. I rented it um, over the weekend again because when we saw it uh, with my family, it, they went. We all went to a drive-in showing of it, and the sound quality was not as up to par. Uh, we should have just sat in the car and used the sound system. Um, but you know, to be able to hear the dialogue and some, because there are moments of humor there. It goes all over the place, and I'm I'm real. The director, um, if you haven't seen his um, monsters from way uh, I forget what year, don't don't mess with the sequel because I don't think he was attached. And then he went on. Didn't he do um, Godzilla?
0: I think so. Um, well, I don't, Gareth. Um, Gareth.
1: Um, um, Edwards? No, Gareth.
0: I, I, oh man, I, I know. You. I I usually know. It. I'm having. Yep, some... it's Gareth Edwards. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I had not as much love for the movie as i wish i did um i do plan on re-watching it soon um i did buy it because i am a collector of the star wars content as much as i can be at least the films um and i i will say though one of my biggest concerns is i've heard rumors that uh there's going to be more films with um cassie and, and and um mm. oh man like my brain Jin. just went dead jen uh, and it sounded like they were going to be together, not separate, like you know prequel films, because you could, in theory, do like backstory films. It, it probably isn't necessary, but these characters were quickly found uh, a fan base. Like everyone, it's hard not to love these characters. They're they're sacrificing themselves um, for the the uh, the greater good, if you will. Um, and you know that is. Uh, troubling if they were to, you know, take away that sacrifice for the sake of commercial gain, I guess is what I'm going for. I hope that's just rumors and Disney won't do that, but we'll have to wait and see.
1: I'm hoping the same. Um, leave it as it is. Uh, I think it makes it much special. Um, Honestly, as cool as that Han Solo origin film, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I think if they went the route because and we talked about this, the possibility at one point that they were going to have an hour-long TV series exploring these different kind of characters, and if they don't go that route, because production costs would be pretty excessive or prohibitive, um, doing these one-offs that are tied. Um, This one was pretty well tied into, I mean, totally leading up into episode four, um, maybe having, you know, uh, they threw out extended universe stuff. There's so much yeah. that could have been, Adapted. Um, I'm weird. a fan of Grand Admiral Thrawn, and that would have been something to see because he's a villain that, you know, is got something to do with New Republic. Um,
0: but he's still uh, he's still a character that's potentially in play because he is in. I think the new book that just came out does yes. count as yes. canon. So. He still exists uh, in this in this iteration. So i'm
1: I'm holding hope. I'm holding hope that they do something with that character. I think they call um, he's...
0: the the new the book's legacy now instead of extended universe. Um, okay. I think it's Star Wars Legacy is what all the continuity prime,
1: counts prime timeline.
0: um, but yeah, so Kelvin
1: Kelvin timeline.
0: not to push through, but um let's I'm gonna move on to my number two, um, which is from the same movie, actually. um so yes, while Rogue one wasn't necessarily my favorite. It wasn't by any means my least favorite of the Star Wars films, but it did have one of my favorite moments um, in Star Wars history, and that is Vader slashing through the Rebels. Um, we, we've we always heard how awesome Vader is, and when the original trilogy came out, the technology wasn't there to show off exactly how awesome he was. I mean, he's intimidating, no question, in the, uh, the original trilogy, and he does some cool stuff, you know, the Force Choke, especially in Empire when he Force Chokes the guy, through the video phone, basically through Skype, like if I just decided Corey was irritating me and force choked. Um, um, not that she is, I'm just saying. Um, Who got, who's getting a promotion? Because <laughs> that's what happens. It's, it's almost an office space comedy because yeah. he keeps firing people <laughs> and <laughs> promoting the next guy who's like, great, now I'm going to die. Um, but in Rogue One, we get to see Vader go crazy, and it's one of my favorite sequences in Star Wars, period. And um, because we get to see how intimidating it is because let's not forget the first time we get to see Vader in the, the only time we see Vader in the prequels, and I don't mean Anakin, I mean Vader, is him screaming no and <laughs> us shaking our heads going, why, Lucas, why? And um, this is, you know, it did tarnish the legacy a bit. And there's some people who go even farther because Anakin is not the Anakin we expected to see. You know, we expected to see this amazing jedi who was maybe a little bit uh angry and rebellious instead we got whiny and paranoid He's the Anakin
1: we deserved
0: yeah so this what, what? <laughs> rogue one sequence, um if you haven't seen it it's it's reason enough to watch it um the, there's plenty of good reasons the the characters they bring into the movie are interesting it's just it's a war movie and again i don't know that war movies are a genre that i'm really into i haven't explored enough yet um i'm starting to and i, I do plan on rewatching rogue one and seeing if maybe i was just Expecting a different movie when I watch it the first time, and that might have uh, neglected my feelings for it, but one scene is this Vader slashing through the rebels, um slamming him under the roof with the force, and he just goes crazy and it's awesome, especially if you're a fan of Darth Vader and it leads into a new hope, which makes it even more powerful of a scene. um so that's my number two. Any comments, guys?
2: I feel like I also need to rewatch that movie. um I've already mentioned this before, but Bill loved that movie so much mm-hmm. and that wasn't what either of us i think were expecting going in i thought that i would probably like it a lot more than he does but he read those books and he loved everything that they pulled from them and how true they stayed to so many things and maybe i i was expecting a different movie and i don't want to not like a movie because of that and mm-hmm. i know i need to give it another chance
0: yep but it, it's hard I had a to... really hard
2: hard time because i didn't and bill's like well you're not supposed to be attached to them because they're going to spoiler die at the end yeah and i'm like but i still want to be attached to my characters even when they you know what i mean i just didn't feel i had
0: the same feeling and that was um again it's the character i still was attached but i wasn't as attached like when we haven't said there's a major spoiler in force awakens that happens to a character i won't say it because it could be someone's moment but that that scene crushed me emotionally these characters dying were sad. It was tragic, but it didn't have the same emotional impact on me. Like I acknowledged, like, oh man, they did so much for the rebellion and that part clicked, but the loss that I expect to feel when a character dies in a story wasn't there for me. Um, so, and I think we're on the same page there, but um, but yeah, this, that scene though, right? Vader slashing through everybody. Amazing. <laughs> um, all right, Corey, what's your number? Uh, dos.
2: Okay, I had to do this. Um, it's from Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. when Han and Leia kiss after she insults him and calls him a scoundrel.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, so this is on um, Hoth, right?
2: Yeah, uh, I believe so.
1: I think they're on the. Are they in the ship? Asteroid. They're field in the ship. Okay. And the C three per interrupts them, isn't it? Isn't that the one? Is that? I the it one?
0: was R two. No, it's not R two. R two is uh, with Luke.
2: Okay, sorry. And I'm fired.
0: (laughs) No. Uh, (laughs) Um, no.
2: (laughs) that That's right, because he's like, blah, 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 blah. And then she walks away while um, Han is talking to him. So definitely C-3PO.
0: Yep, C-3PO being that third wheel that everybody's afraid of. (laughs) It's nearing. That is a good scene for sure. Um, I mean, their banter in that movie is so great anyways, because, you know, it's very clear. Han has feelings, but you know he's waiting for Leia to admit hers, and she just won't. Um, and so, yeah, that that's like a middle good.
1: school boy. know <laughs> How to express himself? Well,
0: I mean, <laughs> you got to give him some credit though, because he knows that she's a princess and he's a, a you know a, um, a smuggler. It's
1: that didn't, that didn't stop Lone Star.
0: Oh, we're going to uh, spaceballs for <laughs> reference points. <huh? laughs> all right. Um, oh man, I love those movies. Um, all right. Uh, Corey, good pick. Mike, what do you got for number two?
1: Um, well, I feel that having watched episode five on the big screen for the first time, because I'd never seen Empire on a big screen, that celebration got me reminiscing and thinking back to um, when we were, we really thought we were going to lose our favorite stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking Nerf Herder slash Scoundrel. Um, because. <laughs> you know, before he goes in the carbonite and that whole scene. And I'm not actually going to the, I love you. I know. Cause that's a great moment. That. That's classic. Um, but that got me thinking to one. That's you literally just mentioned uh, without giving it away because I had read the the death of Han Solo spoiler before you know, going into the <gasps> force awakens. And that still having read it didn't take away from, you know, I, I, I kind of was speechless and it's tough to even watch again. Cause Whenever the Force Awakens is on, you know I'll watch it, and it's still tough because mm-hmm. you know I wonder, I wonder. There's several things I get to wondering. I mean, again, reading it wasn't nearly as effective until until we actually saw the scene. I didn't want to believe it. I didn't want to believe it, and I'd seen spoilers and I'd seen a Reddit GIF, uh, animated GIF on it, and I'm like, no, that's not where they're going, and and that's where it went. I mean. I'll be honest. I made every effort not to spoil it for anyone prior to seeing it at the theater well obviously until now but it has been (laughs) out for a little bit now and most people should know at this point um but that scene got me um he'd been through so much he you know he managed to talk himself his way out of so many different things refer to that in the force awakens and then when he confronts his son and see and that's the other part because Starkiller basically Goes to start, you know, gathering power from the star, and I mean, it was very deliberate. I felt when that that shadow is cast over, and then it goes dark, and then Kylo Ren makes his decision. Yeah, I, I think he was already resigned to doing what he was going to do. He just needed the opportunity to do so.
0: Yeah, and the betrayal that that scene has, um, I, I I thought this would be on someone's list. It is. It's so well earned, and it doesn't feel at all like exploitative. And obviously. If, you, if you're a fan of the franchise, you know for a long time Harrison Ford was like kind of distancing himself from Star Wars. Um, and so when he returned for Force Awakens, every all the fans went nuts. Um, he did the Comic-Con reveal for Force Awakens with J.J., and everyone was surprised. And I was surprised that he was at the 40th celebration because he's kind of free of this if he wants to be. And I love that he's embracing it again um, and, and loving it because Han Solo is... One of my favorite characters in film, um, I think. Period. Uh, I love Han, uh, Han Solo so much. I know we've referenced Star Wars on other uh, lists outside of this one that is exclusively Star Wars, um, and I, you know, I, I love him as Han Solo, and that scene devastated me. It dev- my daughter had just had, still has only seen the original trilogy. Um, I do plan on showing her the prequels. We just got, you know, wrapped up with a bunch of other movies. But she saw the the original trilogy, and we went and saw Force Awakens on opening night. And um, we all saw Rogue One on opening night. And uh, she was devastated when it happened. And my wife was supposed to come because my wife likes Star Wars, um, particularly Darth Vader. And she, she didn't come, and she ended up having it spoiled for her before she got to see the movie. Not by us, but just by crowds and people and whatnot. And um, she was uh, almost resigned to never watch it uh, because of it, and we did get her to watch it once it came out on Blu-ray. And yeah, it still still devastates me every time I see it. So good, definitely worthy pick um, for number two. Now I'm really curious what your number one's gonna be. I know, but. <laughs> With that, mm-hmm. let's find out what my number one is. Unless Corey wants to add to the Han Solo thing.
2: Um, if I would have known that, I probably would have taken the same stance. But I, I don't think I would have been able to watch it because I, if it had been spoiled for me, because I love him so much too, and uh, now I don't know if I'm going to be able to rewatch Force Awakens. Oh come That's on. all I have.
0: It's it. You know, it's going. I'm very curious to see how they're going to uh, explain it, and um, you know, there's all sorts of rumors about Kylo Ren. Um, so I hope some of them aren't true because some of them I would be – I feel like it would tarnish that moment. But, um, yeah, I, I can I, – I've rewatched it, and I, I will always rewatch it because I actually love Force Awakens quite a bit. Um, but my number one, Mike just mentioned, um, my number one is from Empire Strikes Back, and it's I love you. I know. <laughs> yes. Um, not only uh, is that scene, which we just, again, rewatched Empire on the screen with, Star Wars fans who applauded every time a character – Uh, came on screen and applauded at every major moment from Star Wars history in Empire Strikes Back um, including of course this one but I think this is the only time I cheered with them as I love that scene Um, again I love Han Solo I love Princess Leia and that moment where she admits it she admits what we've all known and what he knew himself and I love that he's you know defiant in a way but not really because it's also endearing it was him admitting yeah I've always known I've known for a long time and obviously he loves her too and it's that that it's funny it's it's Han Solo in every regard and it's also something that my wife and I had uh we both had we had Star Wars wedding rings um mine said I know and hers said I love you and um I loved having to explain it to people who aren't Star Wars fans because they would look at my wedding ring and be like what's I know I'm like her says I love you and <laughs> then they would laugh even if they didn't get the reference but um it it's It's one of my favorite scenes, and seeing it this past Saturday after her passing um it 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 choked me up a bit um because I'm like, oh my God, we love you, carrie and um ugly cry yeah it was, it was to that. it didn't happen because we were in a room full of a bunch of people, so I was like, no, no, no ugly crying, but inside I was like, oh man, um so it's it's one of my favorite he did scenes. put his
1: head on my shoulder and I'm like, no, I'm not getting those tattoos.
0: Yep, Mike
2: is going to tell
1: all.
0: I offered to get the tattoo with Mike. Um I even offered to be no, the I love you. I volunteered to be the Princess Leia character in this connection but he he refused. Yikes. Um so you know I I have buns. I know. <laughs> um but <laughs> but that's my number one. I love you. I know uh, Han and Leia from Empire Strikes Back. Oh.
2: I feel like that's a great pick
0: it, it's a pretty hard pick to, to top uh cory what do you got then for number yeah one? thanks a lot
2: <laughs> <laughs> well i feel like my list just isn't that great this is because someone you know star wars celebration next time you guys can find me out <laughs> um
1: <laughs> okay so exactly <laughs> like, hey. we have a, like, like we have a um, mike a, a, a budget
0: <laughs> yeah all hey. of this money we have rolling in
2: <laughs> hey dream it and be it i don't know we're I'm trying to think of. we're trying I know. Yeah. Okay, so I feel like mine's a little cheesy, but I love the ending to *A New Hope*.
0: Ah, the medals.
2: Yes, where I feel like you can't watch that and not—I feel like I get like stupid happy watching it because it's just so. It, I feel like it just elevates your spirits. I love them walking down the aisle. They're just—it's so victorious, and then she gives them each medals. Um, I just love that I think it's such a great way to End that movie
1: yes. I do like it I just feel for Wedge And those other couple of survivors mm. That got nothing <laughs> Medals
0: Yeah no Um medals. But that scene too That's when we get to find out That R2 survived And, and he looks all True. Spick and span um, All of them do It's in the detail Yeah I, I love those little things um, Although I don't love That Chewie doesn't get a medal and, I know yeah. that. We need to talk about that Racism Because he's, um, he's a mog It's like Oh uh, Man, I just uh, – I don't know if you guys watched um, last week tonight, uh, the John Oliver HBO show, but um, there was a, a – a f- the France o- election is happening this week, and um, he was talking about one of the candidates, and one of the candidates was talking about the space program in France and how ridiculous it was, and then he makes a reference to Star Wars, but he calls um, – he's like, there's that wild bear thing and Larry Skywalker – <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and Chewie being called a wild bear by a potential presidential candidate in France is hilarious.
1: Yeah, see, it is a wild bear.
0: But and poor Larry Skywalker.
1: <laughs> I
2: can't. Chewie was my favorite when I was a kid. Oh, I
0: love Chewie. Yeah, no okay. question. Um,
2: my dad would tell me I would just die yeah. laughing when he would like. Emote. Is that a roar?
0: Yeah. yeah um yeah, yeah i love
1: would someone get these walking carpets out of my way <laughs> oh, my <laughs> um
0: all right so that's uh cory's number one which i i think that's a great number one because it is remember uh originally they weren't sure there was going to be other star wars it was going to end there and so it ends with the uh a, epitome of a happy ending everything's united we see everything's worked out um it looks it looks like we've won of course that's why i love empire so much is because we find out no where the rebels have not won they're nowhere close to winning um they have still a uphill battle um uh, in front of them and luke has a long way to go to becoming a jedi like yes he used the force to blow up the death star but he's not there yet so um really really love uh how that movie ends and then how it follows up with empire and a much darker note um so mikey What is your number one? What can top the death of Han Solo? My
1: number one is easily the biggest twist, even bigger than Ah. any M. Night Shyamalan could ever possibly come up. Probably his inspiration and everything he's aspired to try to do with his (laughs) twist. And um, when Luke finally discovers who his true father is, you know, Obi-Wan never told you, you know, and he goes with that. And he told me you killed, him. and and then the response, no, I am your father. Boom. And
0: the correct yeah. line, everybody. That is the correct line. Uh, so nobody yes. send us any hate mail.
1: <laughs> yes. No. Well, no. I mean, uh, probably I probably misquoted it many, many times mm-hmm. as a young, un- a young server monkey way back when. <laughs> but uh, having watched it much more now. Um, I'm sorry, I I, I can't do the, the Mark Hamill because, you know, I didn't have my hand just chopped off. and yeah. <laughs> All that. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I, I can't bring that emotional baggage. Um, or I don't have an overgrown fist that I can knock someone. Oh, never mind. That's a different character. Uh,
0: <laughs> Kevin right. Smith joke, everybody. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, it's tough now because kids have seen the prequel. So it's really easy. But going in. No, some kids have seen the prequel. And see i don't know if my own children because they've seen star wars and no star wars i don't know if they they would have that it would have that effect and it, it is kind of because we saw that and seeing it and I, i'll be honest this takes me back way back when because I, I remember the broadcast premiere of empire strikes back and my vhs tape running out of space so when i recorded it all the only part i got to and see this was cool to see the full film um, and I've seen it many times, you know, on other media. But I, I, between Back to the Future VHS copy and taken from the TV and Empire, the only, the farthest I got in Empire and forever I didn't know what happened is Luke falling onto the weather vane at the bottom of Cloud City. I'm like, oh but, no! But uh, you know, I'm like, oh. So, but that's my number one.
0: And that is definitely a, a, an amazing pick. In fact, another one from Empire. Um, because Empire is such a great one, and, um, that, that scene is iconic. Of course, in Pitch Perfect, um, Anna Kendrick's character, Becca, makes the point of saying that, uh, Vader means father in German, um, so his name is literally Darth Father. Now, I've never fact-checked that, but it seemed like a legit thing to find out. So, uh, her point was that it wasn't as big of a twist as it should have been, because the name Vader, it does mean father in German, but, um... Either way, it's still definitely one of the biggest cinematic twists. Of course, I was—I already knew it. Um, unfortunately, before I ever saw it, because I was born in '82 and didn't actually see the Star Wars. So I was, you know, probably closer to ten. Um, at least not where I was uh, cognizant of what I was watching. But um, I think Star Wars obviously has impacted all of us. And Corey kept dissing her own list, and that's ridiculous. That's the whole point of this. These are the things that matter to us when we look at these movies, what we recall. And there are so many moments. I'm not even going to try to do honorable mentions because it's like mm-hmm. all of the movies. Like, everything I didn't yeah. say is an honorable mention. Um, even yeah. some we'd stuff from here, We'd be here all night. Yeah. There's there's so many things. Uh, in fact, everything I didn't say that you guys said is an honorable mention in some way to me as well. Some I didn't even think about. Like, droids. I love R2 so much, and he's not even yes. on my list. And I'm like, what am I thinking? <sighs> of course, R2 should be on my list all over because I love R2 and I love BB. Um, and actually my favorite part of Rogue One, K2 SO. I loved Alan Tudyk mm. as K2 SO. He cracked me up multiple times in that movie. Um, particularly the time where she killed a lookalike droid and he's like, did you did, think that was did, me? Uh, that
1: me? That cracked me that wasn't me. <laughs> uh, that uh, killed yeah.
0: me. Um, so yeah, the droids alone are worthy of just... I could have just said my favorite moment, anything the droids are doing um, because almost always great uh even though c-3po can get a little annoying at times um he's annoying and endearing at the same time so it's not like jar jar who's just annoying
2: i love them together yes. and when he thinks that r2 isn't going to return
0: oh the sad the sad c-3po yeah. oh man that does kill me yeah. that's probably my favorite uh anthony daniels moment um in the character is that like that sad moment where he's like oh no um yeah I mean there's so many things uh you know them rescuing Leia I I we can't get into it guys we could literally be here forever um but we are we're Star Wars fans uh to varying degrees but we all I don't know what noise that is um <laughs> it's really weird but finishing up um I, I I can't wait for episode 8 if you haven't seen the trailer yet for the last Jedi Uh, It did premiere um, on Friday, and it went uh, immediately worldwide because they did a live broadcast of the panel where Ryan Johnson was at the convention, and John Boyega was there, and Daisy Ridley was there, and Josh Gad. Is Josh Gad in the movie, by the way? Because he's been involved with Daisy for a while now. They've been doing, like, Instagram jokes and stuff. Um, Is he actually in Star Wars, or is he just, like, fanning out? Like, do either of (laughs) you know? We don't know. I guess we could look. I don't know if he's listed as IMDb yet, but um we ha- we heard about the new characters i can't wait to see the movie i can't wait for the han solo solo film with uh my f- one of my favorite actors no i don't even know if i want to call him a favorite actor i love donald glover i love childish gambino same person um playing lando Me calrissian too. i can't wait to see that um you know i i am stoked i had a-, a great time covering star wars celebration um mike and i we're we're very honored to get the privilege for burke reviews to get to Absolutely. visit on our website, uh, you have my three-day recap where I wrote basically down basically what we did each day, um, anything that I kind of th- took note of. We have links to some of the other podcasts that we saw, and um, we have lots of pictures. Uh, on my day one, I have a whole gallery, and then there's a separate Mike's video tour of the celebration um, is also on there. If you uh, were there and we took your picture, feel free to get it off our site, share it on Instagram, etc. In fact, if you would like to reach out to us, you can tweet at me um, or reach out to me on Instagram at Burke Reviews. Corey is?
1: At Corey R Star, two R's on the end.
0: And that is Corey spelled C O R E Y. And Michael Sanchez.
1: At ServerMonkey. And I'm actually, as we were recording, I was uploading, still in the process. I've got about 158 more to go, so. Like, at least 270 more pictures.
0: So, lots of pictures from the weekend. Uh, feel free to visit Um I constantly am writing film reviews, and we have a few new columns. We have Richard Gomez writing for the site now. Um, he just posted a column of his, uh, I guess, fan casting for the Snake uh, Pliskin character for the reboot of Escape from New York that was supposedly <laughs> going to be directed by Robert Rodriguez. Um, check that out. He also did an article on his t- uh, 10 favorite Tarantino characters. Um, he's got some really nice writing, and I would uh, love for people to check out what he's doing. Mike's still doing his Misbegotten Masterpieces. Um, That is a monthly column.
1: Upcoming.
0: Oh, maybe more than monthly. Um, Where he recommends films that you may not have heard of, but he thinks you must watch. And uh, every once in a while, when Corey's free from her college responsibilities, she'll write a review or two as well. Um, So check out Burke Reviews. Tell your friends. Share the podcast. Want to give a shout-out to a, a new podcast, that we're going to be talking to a, a little bit more detail. But uh, The Rough Cut, um, it is a former uh, student of mine. Um, they're a film podcast, a couple of, of guys who uh, ha- like to discuss film, and um, it's, it's available wherever your podcasts are found. So, again, that's The Rough Cut um, with by Odie Matthews, I think is the best way to distinguish it. There's a few other podcasts with the similar name, but that's the one I'm referring to. Um, they, they gave us a shout-out on their most recent episode, I wanted to return the favor. So thanks, guys, uh, for supporting us, and we'll hope to support you guys, too. I think that's a wrap, guys. Thanks a lot for uh, giving up your Tuesday evening. We usually record these on Sunday, but it was Easter, so we've we've been busy this last couple of days, and this is the soonest we could get together. Um, but thank you, guys, for giving up your Tuesday evening.
2: Of course. Thank you. All
0: right. We'll be back next week with a new Top 5 Movies. Good night, everybody. Hey,
2: the I Force be, wish you, we'll be with you. we be with you. We should have practiced.
0: And we Yeah, we have no plans. <laughs> Peace, everybody. <Okay.
2: laughs> Bye, guys.
0: Bye. <laughs>